Hey, before Alyssa gets here, I got what you asked for. Stop getting easily distracted and be more present as a busy Christian woman. The number one thing you told her you want is to fully focus on what matters most in the moment and consistently follow through on what you say you will do, even when life gets distracting. Is that true for you? Imagine if you knew exactly when and where to spend your time so that you don't drop the ball on your priorities and you're no longer only half present with those around you and feel like you have plenty of time for what matters. Does that sound amazing? For a limited time, you can access the Redeem Her Time beta coaching program at a very reduced price, in exchange for your feedback, of course. And here's what you get. A personalized time audit system to look at where your time and attention is going. A one-hour, one-on-one schedule-shaping strategy session to create your personalized plan. And two weeks of testing your personalized schedule with individualized feedback. And for the first five people, it's just, well, I could tell you, but it would break the internet. So send an email to lissa at redeemhertime.com and just say the word me to grab one of the first five spots. And no worries if you're number six, you'll still get an amazing rate plus all the perks and know that it will never be this price again. If you've got questions, you can email me at lissa at redeemhertime.com and ask away. So that way you can see if it would be a good fit for you. I can't wait to see how this helps you make the best use of your time, my friend. Here she comes. Gotta go. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa. Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then, God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Girl, are you here for it today? I don't know about you, but this Redeem Your Phone Time series is definitely getting to the root of some things for me. And I'm so excited because we officially start the 40-day challenge tomorrow, February 22nd. Note, if you're listening to this after that date, you're not too late. Just follow along with the podcast and be sure to join the free Redeem Her Time community so you can grab your challenge guide and screensaver to make you think twice about your commitment to make the best use of it every time you pick it up. You can find the group at redeemhertime.com forward slash community, and then just pop in the conversation. Hopefully you're seeing this is not just a phone issue or even a big tech issue, but it's an individual heart issue. You see, it's no one's fault but your own that your phone distracts you as much as it does. Sure, you can try to pass the blame off on the device manufacturers, the app developers, the advertisers, or even the people on the other side of your screen 
who are constantly posting, commenting, liking, messaging? (laughs) Are you hearing all the noise too? But here's the thing. Despite all of that, it's still your choice as to when you pick up your phone, what you do with it, and why. Right? So you can have all the awareness, make that definite decision, and set some healthy screen time boundaries. But like we talked about last time on episode 108, you don't just want to sweep things under the rug. Because if you remember the example we looked at from Luke 11, the state of your house or phone will be worse than it was at first. That's why in doing this Redeem Her Phone Time Challenge, we've been starting with what to do with your mindset around it and your heart. And we'll keep coming back to the heart, but we're also gonna start sprinkling in some really tactical, practical things that you can do to use your phone well in light of eternity. Because our goal is to love God and to love others more and more. And despite what you may have been told or experienced up till now, your phone can be a great way to do that. In fact, since it's probably the one thing that is with you most of the day, why not find a way to redeem how you use it? Because your phone's not going away no matter how much you long to flush it down the toilet some days. It might be really hard to function without it in the world that we live in, right? At least for not for very long. So what can we do with it to make it more of a tool rather than a distraction? I'm so glad you asked. The best way to make your phone less distracting is to make it more like the phone you once carried when you left the house 10 to 15 years ago. You know, the one that you had to flip open and maybe even pull up an antenna and that actually rang and you answered it? Do you remember those days? Isn't it funny how you can date movies now based on what style of phone the characters are using? Phones actually used to be just a communication device. Now, they no longer just ring every once in a while. They literally sing, ding, and ping every few minutes. No wonder we're so distracted by them. And that's just when someone else is using their device to reach us. What about all the times you pick it up and you initiate that scroll, troll, and rabbit hole, (laughs) guilty as charged. Phones today and all they can do are designed to be addictive and leave us wanting more. Forgive me if I've already shared this, but just recently, a young mom friend of mine was sitting on the couch describing how she feels when she's on her phone, particularly on social media. Here's what she said. I feel like if I keep scrolling, I'll find that one thing that will make me feel better. And if I stop, I will miss something, so I just keep scrolling. Wow. Usually, we are using our phone to fill that void or to find our value. In reality, most of it is empty and fleeting. The Bible reminds us in many places that our life and the things of this world are fleeting. Show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting is my life. Psalm 39, 4. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. 1 John 3:17. Yet when I surveyed all my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Ecclesiastes 2:11. Isn't it interesting that that was all written way before technology consumed our life and time, but it still applies today? That's why we must cling to our why when we're doing something different with our phones. Because these changes are not an ends in and of themselves, but a means to an end, to glorify God more and to love him and others more and more. One way we can do that is to make our phones less addictive and less fun to use. So 
Are you ready for five tips to dumb down your smartphone so you can get more time in your day? Good. I'm going to challenge you today. You'll probably want to write these down so you can actually follow through and take action. I'll wait while you pause to grab something to take notes with. All right, before we go any further, let me just say, you don't have to do all five or even half of them, but I will challenge you to pick at least one to try and see how it changes things for you. Here we go. Tip number one, clean out your home screen. Notice I did not say clean up, but clean out like we talked about in episode 108. Why? Because this step is not just to make things look pretty, but to actually get rid of what's distracting you. Just like your closet, sometimes it's hard to trash something, even if you know it's not benefiting you in this season, right? I know, because I've done some hard closet cleanouts too. So here's a great rule of thumb to remove the distraction from your phone. Keep the tools and ditch the entertainment. For example, my Maps app, Tax app, and Instacart app are tools that help me make the best use of my time. Never have I been bored and gone looking inside those tools to fill my time. But Candy Crush, Netflix, and TikTok are considered entertainment. Chances are, when you have a spare minute or want to intentionally distract yourself, you open something like those, right? Do you see the difference now between a tool and an entertainment? Now, you might be thinking, Lissa, what about things like YouTube that can be used for both information and entertainment? Here's what I have to tell you. Be honest with yourself. What do you typically use it for? I have a tip in a few weeks that might help in this area when we talk about making things less accessible. But for now, consider this. You could still visit YouTube on your computer. Would you actually take the time to go do that? If not, there's your answer. It probably is a distraction on your phone. Before we move on, I'm going to give you one rule for this tip. You have to get rid of something. Chances are there are lots you could and should delete, but for now, remove at least one. And you'll find that once you do the first one, it's easier to do the next and the next. And if you stop at one, that's okay too. At least you've taken a step. Tip number two, remove email. What? Is my email really that distracting? Let me ask you, how many times a day do you check your email? If it's more than once or twice in 24 hours, yep, it's a distraction. And I see you red light readers. There's no reason you need to be checking your email in the 30 seconds that you sit at a red light when there's nothing you can do about it anyway. Your email doesn't need immediate attention. If someone really needs an instant response, they'd probably call or text anyway, right? Oh yeah, that's what our phones were originally intended for. Funny how that works. So don't feel like you need to be Johnny on the spot if you're that girl who feels the need to constantly check because you see a new number in that red circle. And if you're like my friend, who will remain unnamed to protect our identity, who has a number with a comma in that red circle because you just ignore your inbox, why bother looking at that overwhelming number all day long anyway? Obviously, it feels like too much to do anything about. Because if what was in there mattered, you would have done it already. And I'm guessing, even though you may not see it, it's causing friends and family who see it to literally have a heart attack. <laughs> I know, because that was my response when I saw that number on my friend's email on her phone too. Either way, you're not missing anything by removing it from your phone, right? But how will you function without constant access? Here's a novel idea. Check your email on your computer. It's easier to see all your messages, organize them, and respond to them on a bigger screen anyway. So instead of constantly checking emails on my phone or computer, 
I've put an email check task in my work startup routine and another one in my work shutdown routine. That way I get in there in the morning to see what needs my attention and in the evening to see what I need to address before the day is over or what can wait till the next morning. Ah, it is so freeing to not constantly check your email. And I've got a few other email tips for you to simplify the process. I think I'll devote an entire episode to those. For now, just remove it from your phone. Or if you can't bear to not see the envelope there because the phone manufacturer thinks you need constant access, or because you travel a lot without your computer nearby, then start by creating boundaries around when and where you check it. Tip number three, delete social media apps. I'm pretty sure you knew this one was coming even before we started. That's why I softened the blow with some easier steps first. Remember, I'm doing this right along with you, my friend. Chances are social media apps are the number one reason your phone has transformed from just a communication tool to a distraction device. Here's one way to check. Go to settings, then battery, and look at what's taking up the highest percent of your charge. There's no hiding from the truth. The question is, are you willing to do something about it? Because the average person checks their social media, get this, once every 12 minutes. And that's just the average person, which means you could be more often than that. Whether it's checking an app of any type, your email, your social, or even a text, it takes your brain a full 23 minutes to refocus after being interrupted. So add the refocus time to the time you already gave to that application, and it starts to really add up. No wonder most women who have a smartphone feel like they never have enough time. Now, the allure and effects of social media on our time and every other area of our life are another episode entirely to itself. For now, let's consider how much access you want to have to it. Because here's the thing, just like email, you can check it on your computer. Having to go get your laptop, wake it up, log in, and type in the URL will probably keep you from running to it every 12 minutes or less. Am I right? I've heard some women say they remove their social media during the work week in order to focus on their job or business, while others remove it on the weekend so they're not distracted from family and friends. Why not just remove it from your phone all the time so you can always be fully present with who or what is in front of you? Remember, thanks to that annoying algorithm, only 3% of your followers even see your stuff anyway. So it's not the most effective way to communicate if that's what you thought you were using it for. Girl, the people you want to see it probably aren't seeing it as often as you think. Imagine how much time you would get back in your day if social media was off your phone. And if that's still a step you're not willing to take, no worries. Like we've been saying all along, these are just tips to help. There's no right or wrong. You can start by setting healthy boundaries around when and where you check it. But do me a favor, pay attention to how much time you give to your social media and what benefits you actually reap probably not many. It takes time after being on social to recover from how it makes you feel and move on to what really matters. You're doing yourself a favor by removing it. Tip number four, turn off notifications. If you follow tips one through three, this should not be as challenging as it would have been if we started with this important distraction remover at first. You've cleaned out your home screen to leave just the tools and removed your email and social. Congrats. You now have a device more like its original predecessor with the intent to communicate. But for some reason, we feel this need to constantly be in the know about all the updates on what's still on our phone. Why? FOMO, my friend. Those developers are smart. They knew the way to keep you hooked was to make you think you're missing out 
so you'll keep it close by and keep checking it, which only leads to being sold to or lied to more and more. Hmm, is that what you truly desire to focus on? Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So ask yourself, when you see and check a notification, is it leading you to think about those things? Probably not. So why even introduce the struggle and fight to resist? Because when notifications are turned off, you are in control of when you check on the latest. I found this so freeing as well. I don't need to know at all times that something is waiting for me. I go check the communication tools I need when the time is right. Again, setting healthy time boundaries around when and where that happens. I will say, I do check my texts more than twice a day, but when I'm focused on a time block, it can wait. And if they really needed me, they can call, which will get my attention to respond right away. One thing that may surprise you is that in the top five tips welcome video inside the Redeemer Time community, I actually recommend turning on notifications. What? This is not because I want you to check it every time you see a number inside a red circle, but because I believe when you're ready, what's there will be a wise investment of a few minutes of your time. So it's just a reminder to come check it. And I purposely did not build the community on Facebook because it's way too distracting. Just popping in our community on another platform for five minutes a day allows you to get value and give value and give you back hours in your day. How? Because you'll know how to make the best use of your time and not get sucked into everything else around you. So in order to not let it be forgotten, I'm not only giving you permission, but also a personal recommendation to turn on notifications for the community because it's a valuable tool that's going to help you love God and love others more and more. Because when you use it, you'll have the time to actually do it. Besides the community, the only other notifications I have turned on are my text and messaging. And like I said, when I'm in a focused time block, those have to wait till my schedule break to get in my attention. So ask yourself, what notifications do you really need versus merely want? And tip number five, turn off your ringer. If you've made it this far and not turned off this episode or tuned me out because this is all just a bit too much for you, this one will be an easy one. With less on your phone and less alerting you, the final step is to put yourself in control of when you will and will not check your phone. Now, I love my hubby, and I also know he does not listen to my podcast. Why would he when he gets me in his ear all day long? In a good way. Anyway, despite my attempts to coach him into turning his ringer off, he leaves it on all the time. Back in the day, the ringer signaled someone was actually calling you, but now his phone rarely rings because there's actually a legit person on the other end. Funny, he just got another spam call as I was preparing this episode that he would not have wasted time in answering if he had only followed my tips. And now his phone rings because he has a new message. I will give him a new shout, a big shout out for not having social media on his phone. Heck, he doesn't even use it on a computer and never has and has never felt like he was missing out. But here's the thing, your sound notifications work like the bell for Pavlov's dogs. Have you heard of the experiment that Pavlov did with his dogs? He rang a bell every time he wanted them to perform a specific action, and then he gave them a treat. The bell rang and they responded. Eventually, the reward was removed, and when the bell rang, they responded to it in the exact same way, for nothing gained. 
we're a little too like this with our phones, don't you think? I literally watch this happen right in front of me with my hubby all day long. He says he's going to focus on something specific that needs his attention, but his ringer informs him that something new has come in and within seconds, his phone is in hand while he pauses what was important to check his new message, which rarely matters more. And we all know what that does to his time and focus. No wonder he never seems to get to those important things and get them done. He's distracted by his phone all day long. Now, in his defense, he is trained in emergency response for his job. So I know he wants to be ready in a moment's notice. And I love that about him. But how often do you think what came through was actually an emergency? I can probably count on one hand the actual number of emergencies that have come up in 27 years. Even as I am working on this, he's supposed to be working on a project with his friend, but each ding commands him to check something on his phone. And in the last five minutes alone, I heard, did you know the government is auctioning off land? I'm forwarding this email to you so you can take care of it. When is that event happening? It drives him crazy that I don't keep my ringer on, but it drives me crazy that he always has his on, unless we're at church and especially when we're going to bed and his friends are just getting started. I guess that's what love is all about, but I'm still hoping I rub off on him. So there you go. Five tips to dumb down your smartphone to get more time back in your day. One, clean out your home screen. Two, remove your email. Three, remove your social media. Four, turn off notifications. Five, turn off your ringer. Now, if you're a go big or go home girl like me, feel free to do all five in that order. But if you're a take baby steps kind of girl, that's okay too. Just pick one to start with. I recommend starting with number one, the clean out. And I guarantee you'll start seeing changes in your phone time. And let me leave you with a few questions to spend time thinking. Question number one, what apps do you visit most often? Are they necessary tools or needless entertainment? Number two, who do you communicate with most? And who do you want to be more intentional with? What's the most effective way to connect with them? And number three, do you put up your antenna when God speaks through his word, prayer, silence and solitude, wise friends, or good podcasts? How are you hearing his voice and communicating back to him? And is your phone helping you do that? I warn you, this process is simple, but it's not easy. That's how we're doing the Redeem Her Phone Time Challenge together inside the community. Come join us to process what we've talked about on the podcast, declare your intentions, and find the accountability and resources to actually follow through on making a change. You're going to love how much you grow, and I can't wait to welcome you on the inside. You can do anything for 40 days, my friend, and these 40 days could change everything about your time. Like I said, the Redeem Her Phone Time Challenge officially kicks off tomorrow, February 22nd, but it's never too late to join us. Just grab your free guide inside the group. And be sure to follow the show because on our next episode, we'll dive into whose kingdom you're really building with your phone and what your phone time and heart has to do with it. I'll see you soon. Ha, hold on, this really works. So as you know, my notifications and ringer are off and my phone was actually flipped upside down while I'm focusing on finishing up this podcast. But it rang just now, actually it vibrated with a ringtone. So I picked it up and it was my daughter calling from college. She knows that if she needs me or just really wants me to call, not message, to get my full attention. I know you can do this, my friend. Then you too will be more present to who and what really matters in the moment. Thanks for joining me on this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need to do all he has called you to. 
Be available to who and what matters most in this season and in light of eternity, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.